Hi, Wonderpod listeners, this is Beatrice. Rebecca and I wanted to let you know that if you love us as much as we love you, you can now support us via Patreon. Please check out our page at patreon.com forward slash Bondapart podcast and find out what fabulous extras could come your way, such as bonus episodes, notes on what we're thinking about between recordings and the opportunity to ask us anything. Go on, have a look at patreon.com forward slash Bondapart podcast. Hello. Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hi, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm good. Um, but I had this quest this week and I haven't quite managed to go through with it. Yeah, I, I read someone saying in an interview, uh, Margaret Atwood, actually, it was. She said, this is not my first rodeo. And yeah. I keep meaning to bring that into a conversation. And it, <laughs> it hasn't happened yet so um i have been waiting for an opportunity okay well maybe you'll get you know maybe this phone call will maybe that. maybe mm. <laughs> when you said a quest i was thinking of you know knights in armor and things no like, wow what's this going to be no it's just a little i thought it was like a podam inspired no it's a micro quest i guess it's a micro quest mm. okay but that's still good yeah and i think that is a good one yeah, for, for for a work meeting. Mm, exactly. That's why that was the environment I was sort of aiming for. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, what about you? you? Know, I didn't have a quest. Okay. I I am afraid I didn't even think to have one. I want to warn you that it's my turn to have an enormous amount of roadworks outside my house. So oh, it may be I'm noisy. sorry. Um, I went to the Courtauld Gallery, the reopened Courtauld Gallery, with my friend. And that was really lovely. Mm, what did you so think? That, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And I loved, I mean, you know how much I love Somerset House. I mm. call it my house mm -hmm. to anyone who'll listen, even though it quite clearly isn't mine. But it but it kind of is as well. Um, so I always like going to my house. Mm. And it's just, it's just that thing that even though I've been going to the gallery for so long, I mean, we've had the gap when it's been re renovated for a couple yeah. of years but I still even you know even when I was going every week when I was a student I still can't quite believe everything that's in there mm. you know because I always like to go straight up to the top and start from the top and then go down mm. and I love the open beautiful skylights and the lovely natural light that you have and the renovated great room but it's just kind of miraculous to me that you kind of come off the lift, you walk into this quite small room and you've got a sketch for Dejeuner Soulerbe, you've got Cézanne, you've got Degas, you've got Renoir, you know, and that's not even all of it mm. in in the first room. And I kind of think my mind is blown. Yes. This is incredible. It is actually, it's not a massive uh, collection, but it is bigger than one thinks and um, yes yes it is really perfectly formed it is quite amazing it really is so exquisite and mm. just such a joy to go to and to you know I can't wait till we're back there so because I just love the proximity and I love that after a class you can think 
oh, I'll go and sit in front of the mayonnaise. Mm, yes. That, that you can mm. just, that's such a luxury and a privilege. Mm. And I really hope all our students do that Make the most, regularly. Yeah. Because how often are you in a situation where you have that as like your extended glorious living room that you can go and do that in your lunch break because yeah. it's right across it's not it's like in the building yes so there was all of those feelings flooded back and I loved yeah I love the mayonnaise I love 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 mayonnaise so it was wonderful I became strangely obsessed with the greens in the Cezanne <laughs> that's that, interesting that I, just, I just kind of the I don't know why I don't know I don't know if it's that it's in a position that it's lit differently but I became obsessed by the greens. Um, I loved the Bloomsbury room. Mm. I thought that was wonderful. At, like you, I thought the medieval room was just yes. like a jewellery box. Yeah. Mm. Just so perfect, so beautiful. Um, I'm missing out the 18th century completely, even though there are some wonderful things. The Castone, it's it's like, it's just each floor in each room you think, oh my God goodness the castle the lusterware ceramics mm. incredible lit <laughs> perfectly um yeah. just gorgeous i hope everybody goes to see it because it's just wonderful and i love it yeah i just love it with the castle that's a good point that you bring them up i've forgotten about them and when i was there i remember thinking what could one do that you can look at them more easily because it's just Uh, you know it's so far down the, the painting yes. I just but I haven't come up yes. with anything apart from maybe like a little you know like a little trolley you sit on really low <laughs> and you sort of wheel around it but uh, yeah that you, yeah, you do need beautiful. to be able to bend down completely mm. but um no they're so wonderful and I love that you have those kind of material culture moments within yes. visual culture True. as well that there's the silver and the ceramics and those in there as well I really really enjoyed it and I felt can I just say I felt very proud that my little caption I did yes I was I thought I wish my mum could see that because she'd be so <laughs> proud of me that I was you know yeah having my tiny weeny moment in the Courtauld gallery yeah I enjoyed your caption very much thank you thank you even though I have no recollection of actually writing, writing it but, but but I can tell it was me yeah I think it <laughs> happened during the lock the first lockdown when everything was crazy yeah. and I I had completely forgotten until a lovely student sent it to me and said look you're here yeah. and I thought oh my god I would have forgotten completely so there's the lovely surprise element but also I'm proud yeah and so you, know, you should be my 22 year old self when I was a student <laughs> I would have would never have guessed yeah that, that is happen. amazing so that's very nice too so yes I really really enjoyed it and we must go again together yes we must We must. Oh, and I saw, I saw the lovely Roger van der Weyden with the beautiful mantle hand. So that was gorgeous. Yeah, I'm glad you saw that now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I did feel like I wanted to point it out to some other people. Yeah, I didn't. But no, I know. didn't. But I I found it quite hard to contain myself. Mm. I know they're just the most perfect hands. Yes, the most beautiful nails. Yeah, mm. I so that was very lovely very different i went uh, oh, in yes. terms of theme i went uh -huh. to the exhibition at the fashion and textile museum in bermondsey 
the 60s one yeah it's about oh fun it, it's particularly about boutique so it's got quite a handful okay. a handful of a name it's called beautiful people the boutique in 1960s counterculture ah that's interesting yeah so is it is it just london boutiques or is it yes it, it is just right. it is just london boutiques and it's incredible in the t in terms of how much they're showing I was thinking about it earlier and I was wondering how many it must be 200 things or more than that probably more wow. several hundred it, it is it really is a lot one can say that has its disadvantages but there really is a lot to see and I really liked because at the Museum of London you know all these famous boutiques like Rennie Takes a Trip or mm. Hung On You or Dandy Fashions we hardly have anything. Oh, wow. So uh, there were, you know, Granny takes a trip. I'm not sure we have a single thing at the museum. So so that was really great because I'd only ever seen pictures and or maybe in the di grim and distant past. I've seen it in another exhibition mm. or at the V&A or something or in Manchester. But so that was really great to actually see. And it starts off with so it's the collection of Cleo and Mark Butterfield uh, and so oh, I didn't realize it was one person's or two people. Yeah. Collecting. And Cleo wow. Butterfield, she had a boutique in Portobello and one of her dresses is actually in the exhibition that she wore herself. Wow, that's nice. In the vintage section. So that section, well, it wouldn't have wouldn't have been called vintage then. But anyway, so it's in in that section. So she I think she started to put all this together um so it's yeah it's their collection and then some some other people's as well and I know one of their prized items is a granny takes a trip William Morris I think it's called a golden lily golden lily fabric and a lot of you know a lot of rock stars etc had it they have it they have it just a jacket it's a right. men's men's jacket in a in a case with a big picture of Paul Harrison behind George Harrison behind it wearing it and yeah. oh wow and is it sorry can I just yeah ask, sure because one of my very very lovely MA students from last year you know they do virtual exhibition yeah. proposals as part of the course she did it and it was a, such a brilliant proposal on 60s boutiques and it was all like set up and both when I first saw the press release for this I immediately emailed it to her and said oh my god your exhibition somebody's actually done the exhibition <laughs> that you did as a virtual exhibition so I just wondered is it literally like that like is it like you're in one boutique after another or how is it laid out yeah so it starts off actually with menswear so that a few right. it starts off with a few single pieces like the um jacket I just mentioned there is one mm. of those gala uniforms that people started to wear like from you know I was Lord Kitchener's valet yeah with a picture of um, Mick Jagger wearing one of those um, and there's a few men's shirts in either psychedelic fabrics or in sort of women's fabrics that was one of the women's you know what what I know would what traditionally <laughs> would have thought was more like a feminine yeah. fabric and that was really interesting there was one shop that came up a few times called Pontings in Kensington High Street which apparently was a department store and oh, wow, I've never heard of that one. no and they they apparently started off as a draper well they usually do department stores mm. and but apparently quite a few people it came up with granny takes a trip and I think this particular shirt was from someone else oh there's this shop called 
something about a pig, some pig in love. Um, anyway, so that was using 1940s crepe fabric. So in the 70s, this shop seems to still have had 1940s fabrics, which I think is really interesting. Oh, that's so interesting. Mm. That's very Walter Benjamin and yes. Arcade's mm. project mm. of them. But interesting, because because when you you were saying this, I was thinking of Raphael Samuel, who is one of my top icon historians. Mm. And I love in Theatres of Memory where he talks about how, you know, kind of vintage and nostalgia was invented in the 60s. And I was just thinking when you were saying that, that it is Arcade's project but it's not because it wasn't seen as here are the traces of a lost culture that is dying away. It's that here's this previous culture that we must wear and valorize. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering about valorizing. Um, yes, maybe that's not the right word. Be interested yeah. in it. Because I, I wonder how much... Well, no, sorry, I should ask more no, about No, the, no, no, ask, ask, ask me the question. Well, no, because I, I wonder, because I think, I think there's two things. Firstly, obviously, it's it's really interesting to look at London, but it seems to be that when people talk about the sixties in terms of fashion, it's always London and it's always very specific locations in London. And I kind of always want to know what other people were doing at the same time because it's so focused. Mm. And so I was just wondering because there's some lovely oral histories of people talking about the 60s and I wondered if they included oral history of just how did you know when George Harrison was wearing his William Morris mm. jacket was he thinking of did he buy it thinking of William Morris and making the connection or did he buy it thinking I love that color do you know what I mean and I wonder people shopping in these places and like you say that there was still 40s fabrics there or things made of 40s fabrics I wonder how much they were making the connection. I mean, it's the question people always ask, isn't it, with fashion of there's like how we theorize it and how mm. we exhibit it. And then there's there's like, but what did the consumer do? And it's really, and it's like the 60s, you can still ask quite a lot of consumers. But because the 60s have been so kind of decadized, I think it's hard to get to how people felt at that time not through the lens of how we look at it now yeah that's a good point it also reminds me of a, a, a time once when I a long time ago I gave a talk at the museum about 60s fashion and there were a lot of women there um, who I could tell would probably have been around and I thought oh dear mm, that would be mm. interesting I hope I'm not getting anything wrong here and the one yes. thing where they disagreed with me was when I said something about that to me I might have said this before that some of the dresses looked like child's dresses to me or the whole yes, the way the yes. illustrations were done with these really big heads yeah, and all that yeah. and they absolutely said no they did not feel like this to us at all it we, we what are you talking about so um, it's just I don't they really did not did not think that at all that's so mm. interesting and it's it's again it's the difference between being a historian and living through something mm. is is that sometimes when you live through something you don't you don't see all the things that are going on because and it doesn't mean it's not valid what you're doing it's absolutely valid what you're doing it's just you can't always see outside it if you see mm. what I mean yeah because 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 I do think it, I but I don't think child being childlike or or having 
clothing linked to children's wear is a pejorative. You know, I, I don't mean, think they they I saw it as no oh, good, good. No, I don't think they saw it as me criticizing. I just said this is from my perspective. Yeah, this is yeah. what it looks like to me. Does yes. it look like that to you, or did it feel like that? And they yeah, that's they, really they interesting. felt yeah they they thought they looked grown up and not like children at all. And yeah, that's interesting. I mean, do you think it's also because there was such like visual dissonance that it was rebellious? to be dressing like that yeah possibly that it's like when we were talking about the 20s and 30s mm. that that there's like a visual break from the generation the older generation so you interpret it in those terms as as like the text if you like and yeah and the ch child the relationship to, to children's drawings or to children's clothes is like the subtext yeah that makes sense i don't know it's very very interesting and i think it's interesting how how it's interesting the interest in the 60s and how mythologized it's become does, does the exhibition kind of deal with that with it or is it just focused on like the boutiques and not um, kind of how they've been written about or thought about since well one thing i should say there is a lot of text and i didn't okay. read all of it and um because i think i would have been there i mean literally like five hours there really really <laughs> really is a lot they're very long captions and they're sort of wow. other, other texts so i think a lot of the clothes but again you know i might have missed things some clothes they know who they were by who they were worn nice. by yeah um, but they still don't necessarily say what the person thought about wearing them yeah um, but a lot of it is I think things where they don't know who wore it and there are yes. also quite a lot of instances I think when when the curators put things together so you have a top and a bottom sure which might never have been worn like this together um but coming back to what you asked earlier yes the the ground floor you know it's always ground upstairs the ground floor is very mm. much different boutiques um so granny hung on you there's the apple boutique didn't really take to their clothes i must say um, <laughs> why not they there was generally quite a lot of satin um, and quite okay. a lot of that, that that's an unforgiving fact. quite a lot of pattern but okay. with them it was just it was just really a bit too much um for me that it, reminds me do you remember bitches this is like years ago probably like in the 90s i can really remember us going into i will not i won't say the name of the boutique because i feel we will psychically be linked and know which one i mean hmm. but this very trendy trendy boutique in Notting Hill and we I can remember we both walked in and it was like I think we became aware as we walked in that we were both wearing navy blue t-shirts and <laughs> I think like denim like I think I had a denim skirt and you had jeans and we walked in and it was so frilly dilly and patterns everywhere and we like clocked the assistant and it was like we almost laughed because <laughs> it was like yeah this one isn't for us isn't yeah it? We'll, we'll go back to apc where we feel happy yeah, exactly we, we'll leave you alone in peace with your patterns and we'll go back to our navy t-shirts yeah i do that does make me wonder actually what i what i would have worn or whether whether i would have gone gone for this because there is yeah. there is not much respite it has to be said from the yes. from the pattern um so the other the other just to say all the shops there's yes, blades please. blades which is you know not really a boutique in a way it's more like a tailor there's beaver yeah. 
there's quorum so there's quite a big quorum. wow they fitted so much in and do you with each one like does it have its own space does it give you yeah. a sense of what the interior looks like look like that you don't get so right. it, it gives its own space and with which one is that again with hang on you they have this amazing black and white photo uh, of a few men in hang on you suits standing i think in front of the shop and one of them is Ossie oh, clark it's a very famous photo oh you super know. great yeah so you get a bit of an idea uh, and what i liked i'm not sure whether they say that in the actual exhibition they might but they say it in the there's a sort of thing you can download they talk about how intimidating some of these shops or most of or all right. of these boutiques were and i thought that was really good that they actually you know mentioned that you know biba probably wasn't like that so i no i think what is really interesting you get without actually reading anything you do get a good idea of the different styles it really isn't all the same even if everyone yeah. uses pattern the quorum really does stand out you just you can just see it's a different quality in terms of yes in terms of the cut and the fabrics even if they're all set also satin and patterned you know but it's just totally different thing so I thought that was really interesting and also I think quite a few of these clothes they photograph much better maybe than they look in real oh, life fine. maybe maybe that's disingenuous maybe that's not but 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 it might be in the same way you know that they're, they're closer in quality to ready-made fashion now yeah. than things that you usually see on display in museums which is good yes. and I don't mean it's good to be not the greatest quality but you know what I mean yeah, that yeah. we need to see things of different qualities um and you know probably if you photo if you put them in a museum they won't look that great or, or they don't they look different than you know a couture mm. garment or something yeah was there any Jean Muir like Jane and Jane and that kind of stuff. No. Like, or maybe it, she wasn't in any of the boutiques. I don't know. No, I think it was more like the, to, to use really cliched expressions, you know, flower power hippie type clothes. Oh, you know, it wasn't. It the, was, that's interesting because the way you're describing it, it's very that. Because I was going to say was that because they had an exhibition two, three years ago where they had they had some of Fall the and kind tough of modernist. They had. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm, mm. No, this is very much post the straight, you know, or A line. I see. So this is this. So the the first room is like a bit like a like a hippie den, and it, okay, it, so like late sixties. Really. Yeah, the the first thing they mention is when the first time Glastonbury happened and it wasn't even called Glastonbury, which was no. in 1970. That's where they start. So it's all sort of late, very late 60s, early 70s, I, I would say. See. Mm. I see. I didn't understand. I, I mean, the clue is in the title, isn't it? But I, yeah, I, I, I guess... think it was the whole 60s. Mm, I get it now. Yeah. And then upstairs, it's more thematic. So you have one bit about suits. You have one bit about going into the 80s there were there was quite a lot of Mr. Freedom which again I'd never seen the real thing mm. um, and I'd loved I'd really there was one velour red velour quite tomato red velour dress with a dark turquoise what's it called like the thunder thing I, um, what is it called lightning lightning yeah yeah lightning oh, uh, oh wow. in front which I really liked and a sort of bibbed hot pants in a in a yellow satin with large red bows on it 
So I really like that. And then there's a bit the influence of film. Um, and there there were some beautiful things there. There were quite a few people I hadn't heard of before. I particularly like someone called Paul Rees, Reeves for the Universal Witness. He had a few other shops. There's also a section about vintage and vintage inspired. So there was a beautiful right. dress of vintage fabric he'd done with smocking and, you know, quite puffy sleeves. So you, you could have mistaken it for an actual sort of 30s, 40s. Yeah, 40s dress and there was someone called Marissa Martin um, which was in a section about people looking back to the Middle Ages Sandra Rhodes was oh, in yeah. there and Bill Gibb so that was that was great there were quite a few people also other designers for Quorum like someone called Marie France and I don't know who else Sheridan Barrett sort of people again I need to now now look up. I was just. Can I just ask? Is Paul Reeves the same Paul Reeves who's who's the antique yes, dealer? Yes, exactly. Yes, of course I know. Well, it's a different context. Yeah, he also had, he also had Alcazura, and the, he also had this Sam Pig in Love. Um, so he had quite a few, quite a few shops. So that was that was interesting. Or someone called. That's the last person I'm going to mention. There's so many names. Serena Schaffer for electric fittings. Wow, and um, she she sold at Mister Freedom. She did actually this hot pant play suit. That was great too. You know, just I should probably know all these people, but I didn't. So discovering discovering all these people. I mean, it sounds incredibly rich. It sounds really. I don't know. Like you need to go back several times exactly. and look at everything in detail. There is a lot, and there is a lot to read and a lot to mm. take in, and that. It was a little bit problematic at times because I felt sometimes I didn't quite know where to look, you know, and I'm right. you know, quite a seasoned exhibition goer, but I felt a tad overwhelmed at times. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was it was great to to see that much. Wow. And did did they have I mean, I always want to see the shopping bags from the different boutiques, but I'm sure hardly any survive. I've seen Bieber ones. Not in real life online, but I just wondered if they had any like ephemera from the shops. Not really. Um, we have quite a bit of that at the museum, actually. But what yeah, they I think did have—that's where I've seen it on your on your website. Yeah, what they did have, which I didn't mention, is they had quite a lot of posters. Um, you know, these sort of Art Nouveau inspired posters for which were for the shops or for for music things? no they're a lot for music ven venues they i think the, ah, the one yeah. really nice piece of ephemera they had there was a club called ufo and mm. they had a ticket from someone maybe it was a membership card that was i, I really like that and yeah and the posters were partly for for that and then upstairs you know they often have now sort of photos and they actually mm. this time they had mainly magazines and that was really interesting too that's nice I think they're Terence Pepper I think my lovely former student Grace Lee exactly um, yeah she was, was yeah she's mentioned yeah yeah and I think what was interesting there is that the supplements you know that started to come out in the 60s like the Sunday That's Times great. and the Telegraph yeah. I mean the Telegraph had really I wouldn't have associated some of the spreads with the Telegraph I thought that was really interesting for me yes mm. now, the Sunday supplements I think often get forgotten but they they were so important yeah mm. and so so exciting visually mm. so wow. yeah it's it's very 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 rich 
Yeah, and I definitely feel I I should go back and yeah spend spend a few more hours. Yeah, um, no, so interesting. And does it because it's like I would like another exhibition now, not because this it's it's beyond the remit of this exhibition on other bits of London's boutiques. Yeah. So, for example, as a person living in Brixton, what was happening in Brixton? Yeah, I guess. as I say, I'm not saying they should be in that in exhibition. That's a different exhibition, but it would be cool to have something that's like other London, other bits of London that had, you know, significant shopping roads or whatever you call it. I guess all of this was very much. Well, I was gonna say it was very much West London, but that's not true because Blades was near Savile Row. But I think majority is sort of Kings Road, Fulham. Mm. yeah around that area so and obviously... which makes sense doesn't it because that's like the locus of this this kind of branch of 60s it fashion. is exactly yeah but it would have been I mean obviously so many things would be nice to do if you had mm. <laughs> but pitching it against Carnaby Street yes yeah which had its heyday early I know but yeah. it was still pretty much a place to yeah. go and shop at that time and look at look at the difference but I guess Carnaby Street came in at least a bit in terms of the uh, military gala uniforms yeah. which I think well yeah. but you would have got them at Portobello as well but I do think people at the time would have gone either Kings Road or Carnaby I think people didn't go to both but maybe but I'm interesting wrong. isn't it how how like the area can shift within a few years yes. or months even probably and I always love that about London, how things how things move around or I do. That that the, there's a continuous shift in focus. Yeah. Like then it goes to Camden um, mm. and then disappears from there again and Yeah. Yeah, I love I love that about London. I do. I really do. And and I also, you know, I've lived in South London for a really long time, but I, you know, when I was a student I lived in different districts and I was always fascinated by what shops there were there for clothes that you could see were for the local like local people who lived and spent all their time there rather than people like me where I've always lived somewhere but been going into the centre of London a lot. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think that's really interesting as well, like how embedded a boutique can be with a very, very local community. Yeah, and I would love to do something. I started trying to get that off, but it didn't work out. Something about department stores. Oh um, my goodness! I would it would be really, brilliant. really love to do that. It would be so brilliant because mm. just just thinking um, of areas. I was always I lived near Golders Green, or like I went through Golders Green to get to where I lived in Finchley, and that has really interesting boutiques, or it did when I was living there We'd... as well. Like places that have such you know Golders Green, bricks, and all different places that have very strong, particularly fashion interested communities. Yes where it's linking to what's going on in the centre, but it's completely its own thing. No, we we took a group of clothing from a, an older woman who had come, Jewish, who had come from Vienna in the in the 30s, and she sort of oh. aspired to Hartnell, and she did wow. have a Hartnell, and she aspired to Escada, but she shopped at the local boutique, which had Escada-esque things not How cheap you know not no, not cheap no, at all I'm but sure. not quite like you know that yes the, and she would also go there and have things re remade and changed and and it, yeah wow. yeah it's such an interesting story so 
So does her clothing span 30s to when? No, sadly not. It's um, it's mainly the last 10, 20 years before she died. But even so. Yeah, and she always had matching handbag, matching shoes oh, and all that. That's 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 really cool. Mm. That's that's really you are someone if you do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that that's there is definitely good. a big big study there about all all these kind of places. Definitely. Mm. Wow. So we now have to go and make that study. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> and well, bitches, you missed your moment. You should have said oh, about going to exhibitions. Yeah. Because it's not my first time at the rodeo. I was like waiting for you. Ah, I should have. That was a good point. <laughs> see, well, it, it, I, I'll, I'll tell you next week whether I've made it yeah. happen. You know, yeah. you, I think you've got to like write it on your hand or yeah. something and just keep looking and thinking, I've got to get it in. I've got to get it yeah. in. Or maybe just walk into the meeting, say, it's not my first time at the rodeo, and sit down. If if I get desperate by Thursday, <laughs> that's my option, I guess. Brilliant, brilliant. And please, you know, do it as a TikTok so that we can all <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right, all I'll right. talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.